as of right now, the king of sports is football. And this weekend is the culmination of a year-long tournament to determine the best club in Europe, the UEFA Champions League. Welcome back to Sporting Around the World. My name is David, and with me is the Lionel Messi to my Josef Martinez. That's right, Bobby. I have to mention the biggest news in football right now. Messi to enter Miami, which is insane, right? That's crazy. Dude, the ticket price is marked up so much, like a thousand percent. I was hoping to maybe get a ticket for Charlotte versus Miami, but no, no, not paying a hundred plus bucks for a chance to see him. Yeah, yeah, he might not even play that day. Yeah, it's the last game of the season. <laughs> yeah, true. Why would you? You know, if, if it's doomed, you know, and they're at the bottom of the table, like, what, do you risk it? I mean, it's just financial incentive. I, I think the tickets are already selling out, so whatever. Yeah, not a big deal. Um, but yeah, they met, the messy effect is in full swing. I'm really excited to see the, all the terms because I imagine it's absolutely nutty to walk away from Saudi Arabia money. You know, I I just I don't know if I could do it. That's a lot of money. But Messi's made a lot of money in his career, so maybe money isn't everything to him. True. Yeah, I mean he's got a lot of perks from what I hear. That Apple TV, the uh, Adidas money. Why not? A yeah, lot of not? capitalistic gains here in the U.S. But uh, anyway, let's get back to the Champions League. Messi had his chance to be in the finals. He had it. They blew it. So before we get into the final matchup, we should probably discuss what the Champions League is and the future changes, because as most of you know, it's expanding next year. And I will be relying heavily on you, Bobby, to uh, fill us in. (laughs) You're so much more knowledgeable about this stuff than I am. But the concept of a best versus best match in professional football, like for Europe, it's been around for a long time. Uh, The first matchup between club champions occurred in 1895 between... Heart of Midlothian FC, or Hearts FC, I think is what they're called now. They maybe were called that back then. Uh, and a familiar club name for me, Sunderland. I know them. I, I have heard of them before. I don't yeah, think they're yeah. they're in the second league now, right? What's the... the that is correct. They've, they were in the Premier League for a while. Then they dropped down twice. But things are looking up for them again. Yeah, I think they finished like upper middle of the table. They, they were in the promotion playoffs. They're They're up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting a, getting a taste, getting closer. Uh, so in that game, the English champions beat the Scottish champions 5-3. to three. The first pan-European tournament or cup was held in the Austro-Hungarian Empire. And it was called the Challenge Cup. There were many pan-European tournaments you know, following the Challenge Cup, including the Coupe van der Straten Pontos, the Metropa Cup, uh, the Coupe des Nations, and the Latin Cup, which was between the Latin uh, countries of Europe, which is like, you know, France, Spain, Portugal. If you speak a romantic language, you are a part of the Latin portion of Europe. And soon after seeing the success of the South American Championship of Champions, which is a great name, uh, the European Champions Clubs Cup was born, also known as the European Cup, and it would not be called the UEFA Champions League until the 1992-1993 tournament. And that's where we are. It, you know, that, that, that's where the name is today. Yeah, and there's like a Champions League on every continent. It's just when people say Champions League, they're usually referring to the European one because that's where the best players play. The Champions League. <laughs> the <laughs> Ohio State University. <laughs> uh, so just because I like the way the trophy looks, we'll talk about it now. The European Champions Clubs Cup trophy, which is a lot to say, is obviously still named after the original tournament. And the current design of the cup is pretty iconic. It's changed some over the years, I think. But I think, affectionately, it's called Big Ears. There's like a bunch of names that are like the cup of the Big Ears. I'm sure you've seen this before. But, uh, you know, here's yeah. a picture. It's in silver. 
very iconic shape. I think like whenever a team wins, they like put a badge on their jersey and like you know for a few years because it's such a big deal. I think Chelsea had on theirs for like eight years or something when they like were <laughs> something something ridiculous when they won in 2012. Like the badge was on their kit for a while. Right. I mean, it is a very iconic shape. Like it, it looks like a normal cup trophy, but it's the handles. It it kind of looks like a, a smile or like you said, big ears. I mean, that's the definitive shape. We might mention them later, but Jose Mourinho, who's an iconic, successful manager in Europe, he's won the Champions League, the Europa League, and the Europa Conference League, which are the the second and third tier competitions in Europe. But he was the first guy to win all three, and he's got the tattoo of the three trophies on his arm. So iconic designs, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if you know this, Bobby, but multiple trophies have been made because you're entitled to keep one or the one that you the latest one that you get if you do one of two things do you know what those stipulations are i'm actually not aware of this so go ahead (laughs) so uh the first one is you win three years in a row and the second one is you the the fifth time you win as a club you know you, you may keep it if you want so five clubs have kept the trophy over the years you know i'll let you give it a go if you want to try to pick the clubs so five clubs have either won three in a row or five times overall is what you're saying Yes, yes. Okay, so Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. So that's one. Oh god. <laughs> Beyond that, I think I think AC Milan have won enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's two. Have Manchester United won that many? Uh no. No. So you're looking at I'll give you a hint, okay? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so we got a German team, Bayern Munich. Okay, yeah, yep. Yeah. And then okay. we have a Premier League team. Ooh, another Chelsea? No, another big one. Another big one. Who's that other big Liverpool? Yeah, Liverpool. Okay. And then um last a team from the Netherlands. Oh. Ajax? Yeah, yeah. Thir- yeah, okay. they have three titles in a row. Yeah. In okay, I didn't know because I was like, there's no way they've won five, but they won three in a what okay. I see in the seventies, dang. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Real Madrid after their sixth title in nineteen sixty six. Ajax, third title 1973. Bayern Munich, third title 1976. Oh, wow. Three and three in a row. Kind of crazy. Milan after their fifth title in 94. And Liverpool after their fifth title in 2005. Okay. So um, those are the people who have trophies. Pretty big deal, I'm sure, to have one in, you know, in, your, in your trophy case. Right. And, and look, back then, there was more diversity. Because I, I think only you're allowed just one team per country. Nowadays, like the big countries get four representatives. So there was more diversity, like Ajax winning it now. I'd love to see it again, but I don't know, man. Yeah. So over 68 years of competition, we've had 67 winners. We'll have another one soon. I have a feeling you'll know the answers to most of these questions, Bobby, but well, we'll have a quiz anyway, folks at home answer for yourself. See how you do. Uh, Should be fun. All right. So first easy one, little, little underhand pitch for you. What teams are playing in the champions league final tomorrow or, uh, I guess it will be tomorrow uh, if you're listening to it day of. Right. So this year is Manchester City and Inter Milan or Inter or Internazionale, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, I saw they had like four different nicknames. Uh, Inter, like just <laughs> it's not Inter Miami. No one's referring to Messi's team. It's even though they're both I am. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so do you know who the current champions are? Yeah, Real Madrid won last yeah. year. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And then who has the most titles and how many do they have? Real Madrid. Uh, how many, though? I don't know. 
14, I think 14. is the number. Yeah. Okay. I was going to guess double digits, but 14, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little front-loaded in the titles, but still, still very impressive. And lastly, and I think this is the one you'll have the hardest time with, Bobby. That's right. We went from 0 to 100, basically, in one question. How many different countries have uh, fielded a club to win the, win the competition? Okay. So do you have the list so I can like, I have the through? list. I have the okay. total in the list. So if you want to go so, through the list. England, Spain, Germany, Italy, and France. So all of the big five have won. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's that's five. I know Portugal and Netherlands, so that's seven. Uh-huh. I know Scotland, because Celtic won back in the day, so that's eight. Uh-huh. Probably some other random ones back then. I know Red Star Belgrade, so technically Serbia. I don't know if that was Yugoslavia at the time. It was Yugoslavia at the time, but I also put Serbia. Okay, so that's not... I, there's probably more, but I'll... I, I'll stop there. I'll tap out. <laughs> yeah, so there's 10 total. Oh, there's one more? Yeah. <sighs> I have no clue, though. Like, Belgium, maybe? D- did you say Romania, or did you say the mm-hmm. Netherlands? No, I, I said the Netherlands. I did not. Okay. Romania, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to, like, check a couple times, too, um, because, like, I clicked on it, and I was like, there's no way. <laughs> but uh, football club FCSB, commonly known as FCSB. So, uh, like in Bucharest. Yeah, it's like Steya Bucharest, something like that. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah, no yeah. clue that they had won one. But uh, they, they produce a lot of the big talents for Romania who always seem to be a flash in the pan and then you never hear from them again. Uh, that's a story for another time. We'll cover Romania in like <laughs> two years or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 10 total, which is a lot more than I would have guessed. I, you know, I was surprised you got Scotland. Um, that one seems kind of like a, another off the wall one. I mean, back in the day, Celtic were pretty good. Uh, but yeah, 10, 10, good job. Good job. I mean, 9 out of, nine out of 10, pretty good. I'll take it, yeah. So I'm not going to go too deep into format. One, because it's not the most simple qualifying process. And two, it's because it's going to change pretty drastically next year. Right now, we have group stage, and there's eight groups of four teams. Yes. And uh, it'll go to 36 with uh, use, uh, a Swiss model, I think, is the tournament format they're doing. Yeah, they're so eight matches per team and they're doing some sort of Swiss model, which if you're unfamiliar, it's like there's no groups. I think it's like if two teams lose their first matchup, then they end up playing each other. And look, it it's different. There's no groups anymore. It's just one big group. One That's big right. table. Pure chaos and change. Everyone loves change. But in the most simplified way for this, and I guess it'll probably some of these will be true for next year, but for this uh, year's tournament, just know that last year's UEL and UCL champions, that's the Champions League and the Europa League, get an automatic bid. Um, the easiest way to get a bid or get a chance to even qualify is to win your league. And some leagues get more bids as to how well they have performed in previous UEL and UCL tournaments. And I think it's over the last five years is how they determine that. It's like pretty recent. Yeah, yeah. So basically, your big leagues like... The b- traditional big five, England, Germany, Italy, Spain, and France, they're going to get more teams. And then it just trickles down a bit. I think after you get to like four, whoever's ranked 14th or so, then they're only getting one team and they still have to go to the qualifying rounds. So, uh, you know, if you're low on the rankings, you got to go through a gauntlet just to qualify. But that's why there's lower competitions like the Europa League and now the Europa Conference League. <laughs> Too many leagues that sound very similar. <laughs> it's it's uh, true. It's true. 
so there are a few qualifying rounds that the weaker teams, as you said, had to have to go through before they reached the group stage, which this year consisted, as we said earlier, of 32 teams broken up into eight groups. They play a double round robin, which means they play everyone in their group twice. Top two teams advance, and the third place team in the group goes to the Europa League. So in the knockout stage, they play two games, one home and one away. And after the second game, if it's still tied, they go to extra time. If it's, you know, no goals have happened, you know, there's not a difference maker, they go to PKs and until winners determined. And then in the final, a single game is played. And same thing, you know, extra time, PKs if necessary. Right. So basically we have we go from 32 teams to 16, and then it's just a knockout tournament. But yeah, in, in soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, it's a bit different than they do tournaments here in the U.S. They play the two games and they just combine the score from those two games. But they got rid of the they used to have this rule. It was the away goal rule where if they were tied after the two games, whoever scored more goals as the away team would advance to the next round. But they stopped that, I think, this year. Yeah, I I like that rule. I guess it's a little maybe unfair if you just have like, you know, a bad game, you're punished. I don't know. But like there's something to be said about doing well away versus doing well home. I think my only gripe with it was if it was straight up tied, like say zero to zero after both games, then it would still go into extra time. And then now whoever the away team is during that extra time period, their goals effectively count double because if they score now, the other team has to score twice. If you follow what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 So they can't just go nil nil or one one and you know end extra time right yeah so whoever's the away team during that extra time period has now spent more time as the away team across the two fixtures you know what i say to those people bobby i say why don't you just go score goals and win the game regardless you know people <laughs> you know complain about <laughs> why don't you just win the both games you know you know it's true you're i mean you heard it here, folks. <laughs> David says, just win. Yeah, just, just win. it's easy. It's easy. Just win both games. Yeah, guys, act like soccer is hard, you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they've changed it. I guess, you know, this is equally, uh, maybe more fair because, you know, goals aren't weighted differently. But we'll, 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 maybe we'll come back to it. Maybe we'll do some, uh, you know, big, big rules changes, you know, in, in soccer, you know, things that have, you know. We kind of did that a while ago. Right with the the World Cup, the games have to happen at the same time. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So let's let's get back on topic, Bobby. Let's let's talk about the matchup between Inter Milan and Man City. I will defer all information to my resident football expert, you, Bobby. Yeah. Um, so so take it away. Who should we be looking at for these teams? I'll admit I'm I'm somewhat familiar with Man City's roster, much less confident with Inter's roster. In fact, I looked them up and I did not know any of them. Okay, well, I can inform you. So just for background here, Manchester City are one of the richest teams in the world and have been dominating in England in recent seasons, but they've never won the Champions League. It's, it's the one thing they just can't get their hands on. While Inter, they are three-time champs of the Champions League, and the most recent was in 2010, where they won the treble, which is where you win, in their case, the Italian League, Italian Cup, and the Champions League. So they're champs of Europe. And uh, I mentioned Jose Mourinho got the tattoos. He was manager of that team. But Man City, they're looking for the treble this year because they've already won the Premier League and the FA Cup, which is England's uh, trophy. So a lot of stuff on the line. Yeah, yeah. I think um, 
looking at just like Man City's roster with all that money, I, I feel like you you feel it more just because like there's just stars everywhere. It seems like it, household names everywhere. Whereas not to say that Inter Milan doesn't have that. It's just you know the less deep you are into football, I feel like the more obscure the star names get. Like the tiers kind of tier one versus tier two. You know who, who are still both very good players. You know. Yeah. I think that's a fair assessment because Manchester City, it's like a who's who of international stars. So we'll start with Manchester City's roster. They're the favorite in this matchup. So who to look out for? Erling Holland, right off the bat, broke the record for most goals in a Premier League season this year. It was his first year in the Premier League. And to break a longstanding record like that is insane, especially because he's only like 21 or maybe 22 now. But a huge striker, incredible season. And behind him, Kevin De Bruyne, one of the best playmakers in the world. So, I mean, that right there, that's lethal. (laughs) I don't know what the betting odds for Holland scoring a goal in this game are like, but I'd imagine they're pretty high. Yeah, I feel like if if someone's going to do it on Man City, you know, that's probably the person you put your money on. Yeah, I mean, 30 plus goals in the league this season. Uh, it's just a filthy goal scoring record. He went viral back when he was a teenager. I think he scored like nine goals for Norway in like a U15 or U16 tournament. And uh, a lot of people have been following since then. But call back, remember, he played for Red Bull Salzburg, who we mentioned in just about every country episode. Yeah, yeah, they, they keep reappearing. <laughs> and we're going to mention them next week too. Just a little hint. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, as far as other players go, uh, Ilkay Gundogan, he's a German midfielder who's been really, really good this season. And he's always been good, but step up this year. He's in great form. Uh, scored, I think, two goals in the FA Cup, or maybe just one, something like that. But he's been great. And uh, Ruben Diaz, central defender from Portugal, one of the best defenders in the world. But the whole roster for Man City is just stacked. Yeah, I mean, I'll agree with you. I I mean, just like a quick Man City, you know, check in with me. You're not a resident football expert. I mean, there are a few that I just, obviously, you know, Holland and uh, De Bruyne, but, you know, Jack Grealish, uh, you know, just another name that kind of sticks out, um, like John Stones. I think that's just because his name is Stones. That's just a cool last name. That's why I've heard of him. But uh, the English guys. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, them and Kyle Walker all play for the English national team. Yeah, and and Phil Foden as well, who might come off the bench. So just like looking, you know, just like a quick eye test for me kind of tells me, you know, what the roster situation is like, at least for Man City. Yeah. Now, Inter, on the other hand, not as not the favorites here. They're the underdogs, uh, but they've been a pretty good side the past few years. They were champs of Italy, I think, not last year, but the year before. But there's some recognizable names here mainly the strikers. So right now they've been running with Lautaro Martinez, who is part of Argentina's World Cup winning team. Uh, Also, Man City have Julian Alvarez, also on Argentina's World Cup team. But Martinez, he has been pairing up with Edin Dzeko, who is a veteran striker from Bosnia and Herzegovina. He actually played for Man City, Edin Dzeko did. I think, God, like eight years ago? The guy's like 37 years old now. So... We'll see how he does against his former team. But Martinez and Dzeko, great duo. And then also you have Romelu Lukaku from Belgium. Had a terrible World Cup, but he's been fine for Inter this season. I don't know, you, you know Lukaku. I don't, I don't know if you remember that game. 
Yeah, I think I do. Um, he had like a hat trick of misses, like three shots where he should have scored very easily. Yeah, yeah. I Yeah, I think I remember because like I do keep up with Belgium in the World Cups because of uh, what's his name? Courtois? Is that? Oh, is yeah. Thibaut Courtois. Their goalie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, he, he was so, great. <laughs> um, the, the rest of Belgium was not good. And Lukaku especially was really bad. But other players on Inter's roster, um, Andre Onana has been taken over as goalkeeper for Samir Hadendanovic, who's the longtime keeper for them. And we mentioned him in the Slovenia episode, so callbacks are plenty in this one. And one of my favorite players is Nicolo Barella. He's an Italian midfielder for Inter. I think he was named in Italy's team of the season for uh, Serie A this season. Uh, he, he's just a great box-to-box midfielder. I've been following him for years because he was one of those FIFA wonder kids, I think in like FIFA 17. It's just cool when they actually live up to the hype. And one guy that Americans might be a little annoyed about is Denzel Dumfries, plays his right wing back for Inter. He terrorized the U.S. when we played the Netherlands in the World Cup, and he'll look to do that again against Man City. Just Tons of energy gets up and down the right flank, sending in those crosses. Yeah, so maybe not just from the quick eye test as you know, st- steep of a decrease in terms of talent. Honestly, glad you're here with all your soccer knowledge, just because you know. I mean, every now and then you'll recognize someone from like a lower league in Europe, you know, whose name you <laughs> you're familiar <laughs> with, and it's always enlightening to know to to know who you know. Right. So. Inter's got other guys too, like Hakan Chalunolu, one of the star players for Turkey. They have Henrik Mkhitaryan, who used to play for Arsenal and Manchester United. He's Armenia's best player. Marcelo Brozovic, one of the key midfielders for Croatia, because they got all the midfielders on that team, and they all end in itch. But yeah, there's a lot of talent on Inter, obviously a lot on Man City. It It should be a fun game. Yeah, it might just be, you know, Premier League bias for me, where it's just, that's the kind of content that's kind of front and center i guess you know those are the games that kind of get aired here you know not many italy games you know are on the tvs here unless you opt in and pay for them you know but um, definitely a lot of man city highlights and stuff you know with how their season went in the premier league maybe it's just that kind of recency bias you know that kind of like maybe it'd be different if you know the world cup had just happened i don't even know what streaming service italy like syria i don't know what streaming service their league games are on I think it used to be ESPN Plus, but now that's uh, Germany, the Bundesliga, because I actually watch that. And Premier League I follow, too, because I like Arsenal. Uh, Yeah, admittedly, I'll watch the Champions League stuff, but not just Italian games. I think it's on Paramount Plus here. I actually actually have that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do now. I do now. I, I think my parents wanted to watch something on there, so... Yeah, now I'm I'm part of that plan. <laughs> they were like, Yellowstone. We're getting Yellowstone. Are you I, honestly? I think that's the reason. <laughs> They'll probably be listening to this when we air it and be like, "Ah, oh, thanks for the shout out, Bobby." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right, now the now the hard question. So I think Man City are the favorites by most people's view. I guess you know what what they're expecting. Do you think Inter Milan has a chance to upset them? Well, of course. Because Man City, they were in the finals, what, two years ago, and they lost to Chelsea, and it was the same situation where they were the favorite team. But look, you can never count out anyone. Remember, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina at the World Cup. Morocco went on that long run to the semifinals. 
Like anything can happen. And these are all high quality professional players. But I admit Man City's been red hot lately, so I'll still back them. Okay, so I have a couple couple predictions, like score predictions in my head, uh, but I'll let you go first. Uh, do you have like a score prediction? If you were to, you know, put some money on it, what would it, what would you say? I feel like the easiest score is two to one favor of Man City. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe. Uh, I, I for whatever reason I'm feeling three one. You know, Man City three one. Like, you know, yeah. So they I they get like, like a late goal. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like you know, because you, you're being aggressive. You know, trying to trying to get this. You know, the the equalizer. We'll, we'll see. I I think it's gonna be a good match. I mean, watching Man City play anytime is fun, but you know, I think you have these two great clubs. And I mean, if you are an inner fan or you know the organization, I mean, getting an opportunity to spoil Man City again, you know, and keep them away from the thing that's like the one thing that you know is kind of calling their name and they can't reach. I mean, that's got to be motivation enough. Oh yeah, I mean, everyone loves to play spoiler, and this is this isn't like a massive underdog or anything. Like Inter are a very good team. <laughs> like deservedly are here. Yeah, I think they're third in there right now. Yeah, um I think their season just ended. But I mean, yeah, they're a quality team. It's not like some I don't even know what the most random team to appear in something like this would be. I don't know. The the big leagues are so heavily financed these days. You don't really see any clubs from smaller nations make it or make it far, I should say. Yeah, I feel like until that like grueling, and I don't know if it'll ever go away, just because it's so much more valuable to you if the big clubs make it towards the end. But like you know, unless the gauntlet goes away and you start putting them into like group stages with the big sharks, like there's never going to be and you know just lasting that long is just hard. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for the match. Should be a fun watch. I hope it's you know tight. I don't mind nail biters when I don't have a dog in the fight personally. So you know I'm all about close. You know give me extra time, you know, make it, make it chaotic. The match will take place Saturday. Time depends on where you're watching. Obviously um, the match will take place in Istanbul's Aturk Olympic stadium at 7 PM, uh, 3 PM Eastern time. If you're in the U S which makes it 12 Pacific time, you, you can figure if you're in the U S and you, you know, you deal with sports all the time where you're kind of figuring out stuff. Same in Europe. We're all very used to time zones just because they're so prevalent in our lives. Check it out if you're interested. Should be pretty easy to find coverage anywhere around the world. It's a it's a pretty big deal. I mean, it's watched more than the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to put it in perspective, like aside from the World Cup, this is probably the next biggest thing in sports. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. I, it's like a, <laughs> the Ron Brand. I'm kind of a big deal <laughs> from <Yeah>. Maker Man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it should be fun. I'm excited. I haven't caught too much professional soccer even US, in the U.S. I don't really watch the MLS, um, but I've caught a, a few of uh, the big Premier League games and I'm, I'm excited. But yeah, tune in if you like. And thanks for listening. We really appreciate you giving your time to tune in. If you like the podcast, the biggest thing you can do to help grow it and continue pr- production, you know, I'm not saying anything's going to happen. I'm just saying, you know, more, uh, more fuel in the fire um, is sharing with someone you think would like the show. We post once a week with Country Profiles and relevant sports topic episodes every other week. Give us a like, follow, or subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. We're on a lot of them, definitely all the major ones. And also feel free to reach out. We have contact info in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, Bobby, do you have any, uh, you know, give the people a little little taste. It's a shorter episode this week. Give the people a little taste of... uh... Yeah, next week. So, yeah, Country Profile. We're actually, due to scheduling, doing 
country profiles next week and the week after. So we're going to Africa next week, uh, West, West Africa specifically. Uh, they don't have a player in this game, but they do have a Champions League winner in the past, uh, like very recently. So we'll say that. And then the the country two weeks from now, one of the European giants, like not the massive, massive giants, but a pretty big name in the world of sports and within Europe. Very good at like a few things, but not everything, we'll say. Yeah, I'm excited because I don't remember the schedule off the top of my head right now. So this, uh, <laughs> this will be uh, this will be fun. Yeah, and then we'll do we'll double up on the on the on the uh, the spinoffs, the side episodes, just because uh, the timing just was right. Uh, you probably know what one of them is if you if you are big in the world of sports, but maybe the second one will be a surprise. But we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, thanks again for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.